0: Hello and welcome to The Naked Podcaster, Stripping With My Daughter. I'm Jen, the mom and host of The Naked Podcaster.
1: And I'm Alana. I'm the daughter and co-host. We're sharing our insight on tough topics from the perspective of the parent and the child. I'm
0: so glad you joined us on this journey. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Naked Podcaster, Stripping With My Daughter. Alana, how are you today?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How are you, mom? Good. Good. Oh, my gosh. You know
0: what's so exciting? What? You right now are in Little Rock. Rock. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Training, and you pass all of your classes. Yep. Now, it's the end of August right now when we're recording this. This probably won't post until November. But the good thing, the fun thing, is that at least for a while, you'll be back in Reno with me, and we could actually record these sitting down next to each other.
1: That will be so much fun. I know.
0: I realized that when I woke up this morning and we were going to record. I'm like, oh my gosh. We've done this four, is... four of them while you were in training.
1: Yeah, this is the last one over the phone. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And today, what are we talking about today, Lala? We are talking about... I just wrote this down. Hold on.
0: Alana, it's a three-letter word. It's really exciting. It's a three-letter word. Sex. Yes. We're talking about sex. So one of my favorite topics of all time. Oh, I know it. Yes. Okay, so from the parent's perspective, well, first of all, we're talking about having healthy sexual relationships, especially when things didn't probably start that way or somewhere in the beginning. So my background was I was molested growing up and I lost my virginity to date rape. Also, I was female and born in 1970. Things are a little bit different now, and I want you to chime in on this as far as, I think it's still the same, but not to the level it was. So how I felt growing up was if the boys were having sex, they were like conquering and high-fiving and they were studs, right? But if you were a girl and you were having sex, you were a slut.
1: I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, but it also depends on like who you are in society. Meaning? Like if you're like one of the popular girls you can pull off being all cocky and being like yeah i slept with four guys this weekend it was amazing okay, and everyone so- will be like oh my gosh but like if you're not one of the popular the high tier people you can't really do that then you get slut shamed okay even so if you say on. the exact same thing
0: it's a social status or a... Uh, it's a social status stigma. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting perspective. I would have not guessed that. Still, I think oh. to some degree it's around. You know, if you're a girl, you're a slut. And I hate well, it. yeah. Also, so that's one issue as females we have to deal with, that um, being super comfortable with your sexuality is kind of looked down upon. But for men, it's not. <clears throat> also... <clears throat> um if you're comfortable with your body and you're confident i think that that is less common for for girls than it is for boys that's my mm-hmm. opinion and perspective are you in agreement with that
1: well for guys with their sexuality like it's becoming more common for guys and everyone to be anything but straight so that's becoming more acceptable but like years ago it wasn't that's true
0: so there's a little bit more patience in society maybe that's not the right adjective but openness yeah about sexuality in general which kind of takes you're right the community has changed so much in sexual preference or orientation or how we what you view yourself to be compared to what you were born as i went into the doctor's office recently and and uh The paperwork has become completely different because it does ask you, what were you born as, male or female? What do you identify as um, for your gender as well as your sexual expression? So that's definitely taken pressure off of girls who want to have sex and are comfortable with their bodies.
1: Well, yeah. Like it's becoming more mainstream to have sex and to not be straight so a lot more people are growing into that and becoming more comfortable which is good like you should be comfortable with your sexuality and you should be comfortable enough to talk about it openly like the, the, that's good I and agree. it's becoming normalized to the point where like, it's hard to shame someone for being gay because, honestly, if you were to shame, like, someone my age for being gay, they'd be like, yeah, and? That means I can fuck your dad and your mom. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just throw some sass back. Where it's, before they
0: used to run and hide like, and cry or get beat up or – I mean, I'm glad that there's a shift. Yeah. I think the shift has gone so dynamically in another direction that sometimes I struggle with that. I think change is good, but when you go over the top in another direction, then it becomes just as bad in the opposite direction. But I do, I am pleased with the fact that because, and I think the body positivity movement is one of those things that went too far in the other direction in some ways. Having said that, if you dial it back to its original where, like yeah, you can want to lose weight or get in better shape or eat healthier, um, but you can be super comfortable with your body and who you are, and I love mm-hmm. that that's such a great thing. On top of that, people are becoming more comfortable with their sexuality in general, and so there. I think that there is less slut-shaming because a girl wants to have sex than there used to be. Mm-hmm. So healthy sexual relationship and i doubt we'll be talking only about heterosexual it is more in general and i don't have experience with certain sexual preferences so i can't speak to that and i'm certainly not trying to leave anybody out or make anything offensive but i'm going to stick to what i know and what i'm comfortable with but i love feedback in this area but let's talk Mm -hmm. Let's talk about healthy sexual relationships and do you want to address anything in other than being heterosexual? Cuz I am like well, extremely heterosexual.
1: I like dick. And I'm extremely it's all I like. <laughs> I'm bisexual.
0: Right, yay, okay, so, see? So I was hoping you would talk about this.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I'll talk about it. Girls are amazing, but so are guys.
0: I agree. And I think that's true. So I'm going to throw my perspective in here. I've never been with a woman. Okay. I, I I, had I this have. question. I know. And we're going to, we can, we can. <laughs> I have more Daughters. experience than you, huh? Uh, well, you have different experience. I, uh, first of all, I don't know if you want more experience than I have at almost 49. Um, <laughs> or they didn't know how much experience I don't know if we need to brag about that on the show but you do have different experience I think so I'm in a relationship and I can look at a man and I'm very heterosexual and think damn that is an incredibly attractive man okay Mm -hmm. I can think he's hot and not be hot for him I'm not I'm reacting to what he looks like you're
1: appreciative
0: correct I'm not hot for him. Um, I am monogamous and heterosexual. So I am very much not the norm, especially in your generation right now. Because okay. I like only men. And when I'm with someone, I'm I'm with only that person. Only them. So when I look at a woman and I'm like, wow, she is fucking hot. It's not a sexual attractive attraction just like when I'm, I'm in a relationship if I did that with a man
1: it's not because I'm sexually attracted it's because I'm a it's person. just because hot and you're just right. noticing that so I there's
0: can understand no there's nothing, There's absolutely nothing wrong with that I think we should high five each other as women all day every day Ka-pop. we virtually just high five <laughs> that just happened on my podcast
1: I'm um, jealous <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I don't have sexual attraction towards women, nor have I ever wanted a threesome. And I want to tell you why, because I know there's a totally different perspective. I think I play, I'm first string. I'm not second seat to anyone. And I know people in threesome say it's not like that. One, I don't want to be in a position where I'm touching another woman sexually, because that makes me uncomfortable. Because I'm heterosexual. I am what about what but then there's two guys. I'm not comfortable with sword crossing. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. I'm like super heterosexual. So I don't care what people do on their own, but if it's in my bedroom, two men would be great, right? But if they started to get it on, I'm not I'm on that would probably make me uncomfortable. Maybe in the heat of the moment it wouldn't but it's not a heat of the moment that I've ever wanted to find out about. And the same regard is with another woman. Like I want one man with all of his attention on me. That's all I want. So mm-hmm. I just, and I'm not approved in the bedroom, but I do have things that I, that are not, um, I'm not interested in doing.
1: Mm-hmm. So Everyone I'm, has stuff they're not interested in doing.
0: Correct. So my lines maybe are more like my bubbles. Are narrow.
1: Kind of narrow, yeah.
0: So address healthy sexual relationships. But I do, Lana, want to go back to you know it's healthy because you've had it unhealthy. And we can both discuss that. So talk to me about oh yeah healthy sexual relationships or expressing yourself in different ways.
1: So one of my relationships in high school when i was new to having sex like i thought it was supposed to be you only have sex when the guy wants it like you just if they want it okay that like that's it and like obviously that's not correct but like Then I've had relationships where it's, well, sex itself wasn't great, but the relationship about sex was.
0: Oh, talk to me about that a little bit.
1: So it was just like, he would ask every time to make sure it was okay to cross that line again. And it wasn't like an every day, all the time type of thing. It was more... and like when we were both in the mood for it like it wouldn't just be because we were bored laying in bed cuddling it would be like we're watching a movie and we start making out and then hands start to wander and then he'd be like is it okay if we go further and I'd be like I've been waiting for you to ask that so it's a very respectful relationship very respectful and like it wasn't all the time thing so it became more intimate and like that's the healthiest relationship with sex i've ever had where it wasn't an everyday event it wasn't expected expect like it sense. was yeah. it was just it happened if it happened and if it happened it would happen when it happened like I've had someone try and make a sex schedule, and I was just like, it doesn't work like that. There's no guarantee I'm going to be in the mood. And if you know it's coming, you're going to be a dick about it, and I won't want it.
0: In and that way, then- yes. I'm telling you, once you have kids, I would put sex on the schedule at this point in my life to make sure it. <laughs> Plus, when it's on the schedule, I'm like, I know what's coming in a little bit. Uh-huh so we well, have the opposite effect
1: when you're older yeah and have kids in. but like right now no because it made up most of the schedule mm. and I was just like I would like to do something other than sex and then I had someone who almost every chance he would try and have sex and like I'm not always in the mood and I told him that I'd be like, I'm not in the mood. I'm not going to get in the mood. You need to let this one pass. And he would just always say sidehand comments like, well, you could get in the mood. Every time I turned him down. And it honestly made me feel like shit. And then I realized I don't need to date someone who makes me feel like shit in the bedroom. Because I said no.
0: Right. Correct. So...
1: So you, for you, it was more of a
0: respect issue.
1: Well, I would like to get respected in the, like, in general, but. Exactly. Sexual line and our dick about sex, then I, like, I feel like I have absolutely no respect with you because of the negative sexual history I have. So, like, I need some respect in the bedroom for anything to work. I think that
0: that should be true for anyone.
1: Well, yeah.
0: You like want to be respected in the good. relationship? You want to? I always felt like I could have a like my a best friend, and I, I have several gay friends. So let's just say I have a gay male friend. So still, he's a guy, right? I can have all these conversations with him about what my life's like at home. And, and it, the, the conversations can be just as intimate. The difference between my best friend and my partner is that the, if I make a decision, it doesn't affect him directly because he's not living in the same house where it affects my partner directly. And we're not mm-hmm. intimate sexually. So it's my girlfriend, uh, a guy friend. I don't think I have any guy friends that aren't gay, but it wouldn't matter. I mean, you can have a really intimate friendship but oh yeah. You know, the difference with a partner is that they're getting things that no one else is and sex is the biggest thing that they're getting. They're getting a level of intimacy mm-hmm. and understandably decisions that you make do f- affect them directly. And so right. not, not having respect in the bedroom like that's the only thing that separates you. That's one of the only things that separates you in this relationship from everyone else. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to give that that then sex becomes something special and intimate. If it's a relationship mm-hmm. like that, I'm not going to give it to somebody who doesn't respect me. We can take height.
1: Yeah, it took me a couple years and a handful of bad relationships to realize that. Like, it's supposed to be fun and intimate and enjoyable. It's not supposed to be a show. Like, it can be a show. I mean, wear that lingerie, make it a show. But that doesn't mean you need to watch it all the time. Like, it's Um, okay to go, like, have a little break.
0: Now, we're talking about sex
1: drive here a little bit, too. You felt
0: pressured to have sex more than the other person. I mean, the other person wanted it more than you did.
1: See, but that's the thing. I have a high sex drive. Okay. Like, I would love to get sex on the daily. But if I'm... It's it's not that they have a higher sex drive, because usually I'm the one with the higher sex drive. It's that because I have a high sex drive, they expect it more. Oh, interesting. Because they know that you have a high sex drive? Yeah. So they... Like, it's almost an expectation, like, oh, you have a high sex drive, so we're going to have sex all the time. Got it. Okay. Like, not necessarily.
0: Because I have a super high sex drive, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, that it's, because when that's not compatible, when one person, and when the relationship is good, and the sex is good, and one person wants it more than the other, you know, that can, you have to find a balance there, too. So. Right. I grew up. there's a story that you've told me before that I'm hoping comes up on this show. Um, I grew up in that dysfunction, lost my virginity date rape. You know, and the other thing that was hard for me was going through that and really loving sex. So someone asked me once, how can you enjoy sex so much? Um, when it started out that way. Does that make sense? So it starts out, you're you're molested and you're raped, but then you still... Well, so I I really want to address this because my sexual experience initially uh, uh, wasn't good. And... um, and the other issue was that I kind of, after losing my Virginia date rape, I call it taking prisoners. I slept with like seven people in a string, in a not a, in about a year and a half period of time, and um, it, it was never good. I never had had an orgasm. I didn't under. I understood that it felt good, but what was the hype about? I felt like something was well, something was taken from me. And so why should I give a shit, you know? And then mm-hmm. I realized that was unhealthy and I actually went to an energy worker who did massage and that made a huge difference in my life. And then I had a male friend and we were not sexually interested, but he offered to help me have mm-hmm. an orgasm and I did. And I mean, yeah, that, you know that's in my book. So like everybody in the world can know that, but I, I'm, I had positive physical interactions. One was the massage and the energy work by my cousin who was the same age, like as my mom. So I grew up, no, she's a fan. There was nothing sexual about it, but it was very physical and it was intimate because having a massage and having energy work, and I didn't realize what she was doing, but it made a, it made a huge shift in me. And then I had a positive Mm -hmm. sexual experience and then I had another positive sexual experience and then I kind of got it. Oh, okay. So this is why women love sex. So I had the sex drive, but I felt like it had nowhere to go. And then once I kind of right. figured myself out and healed from some of the trauma and had a couple positive experiences, then I, I, I never think about being molested or being raped when I'm having sex. I never did. It, I, I didn't have that association to that. Those were different experiences for me. But I have been asked before how can you love sex so much when it started out that way? And I'm like, (laughs) because that's not what sex is (laughs) It feels good. I love it. And I don't associate my sexuality with With what someone did to me out of my control. So now I would love you to share your
1: experiences, the negatives. So I actually have a lot. Most are with people that I lived with unfortunately um but there was this one time a couple of times actually by the same person where I wouldn't be in the mood and they would so they would tie me up which there's nothing wrong with being tied up it can be really right people person but I was tied up naked so I couldn't do anything and it was so that they could whenever they wanted I'm like that that put a bad taste in my mouth for anything that wasn't plain vanilla sex I'm not sure if you know what the term vanilla means no I do I'm not vanilla oh I do. <gasps> <laughs>
0: So you wanted everything super, super
1: plain, and- vanilla, right?
0: Like no just
1: I, I wanted to start from scratch. I mean, some chocolate syrup and some sprinkles are fun, uh, but after all the bad experiences, like being tied up and forced, uh, being told I could get in the mood if they were and I weren't like being taken advantage of like in my own bed like they all put bad taste in my mouth and made me not want sex at all so what I decided to do was after I got a healthy relationship start from scratch so start with plain Jane Vanilla and then slowly include the things that had been used against me I love put story to put a positive experience to it and to realize, make me realize and understand that just because someone used it for bad doesn't mean it has to be only used for bad. It can be used for good, for fun. So with, um, with one of the healthy relationships I had, like they knew everything that had happened. So they wanted to go slow too, which worked out perfect. So we started slow, and then we slowly did more, like mix things up. I wore lingerie; it's amazing. Um,
0: <laughs> that can be scary. I mean, it can be scary to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have a bunch. I just never wear it for anyone else. But like, we slowly included things that have been used against me, like being tied up, and like. We had a safe word. Everything was good to go. And I realized it can be a lot of fun to just not have that control for a certain amount of time when it's agreed upon. So that's how I got over the past experience. I I took the bad experience and tried it in a safe setting, like recreate it but with someone I trust with a safe word and put a positive attachment to it so that it wasn't as bad for me to go back to the bedroom. I
0: remember you telling me that you replaced it by setting the stage the same, but changing mm -hmm. the dynamics otherwise. Yeah, I thought it was so great that you took the same situation that was so negative to you and recreated it in a way that was
1: positive so that it would and it, replace those memories. It was terrifying the first couple of times to recreate that. But after the first couple of times, I'm just like, okay, I know I'm going to walk away with a better experience, a better mindset. So let's just buckle down and do this. Cause like, it's, down, still it's still hard. Buckle down.
0: Hmm. You just said buckle down when we're talking about being tied up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, a belt um, can be used.
0: <laughs> I, I love that about you, that you took something that was negative and recreate. That was very interesting to me that that's how you handled that situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know what else to do. Well, like, you don't want to stay screwed up about it. <laughs> No, no, I, I wanted to let loose a little bit and like be completely comfortable in the bedroom again. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh,
0: there's, 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 my, the there's my hiccups. my hiccups. <laughs> We've all come to know and
1: love them on this show. So. Oh, so have all my friends.
0: <laughs> I, I loved that. And I think that that's great advice that if you're in, if you've had a really negative sexual experience. You can recreate some of those scenarios um, that wasn't... With someone you trust. With someone you trust. And um, it doesn't mean that that negative uh, memory is gone. I mean, you don't completely replace it. Oh, no. But you can add enough good ones that that one just doesn't matter anymore. It's so drowned out. Mm-hmm. Is that a good way to explain it? It just drowned yeah. out? Like, yeah. Okay. So both of us have had... we. Came from and kind of started from what was your first time like?
1: Um, well, I never told you this. Ah, see, this is what happens on the podcast. So, my first time was actually walking home from school when I was 15. Uh, it wasn't planned by me. And I never found out who it was. They had a black hoodie and a mask on. And, yeah. So your
0: first time was raped by someone you don't know. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you ever tell me?
1: Because I (laughs) felt like it wouldn't matter. Like, I know it would have, but, like there was absolutely nothing we could have done and i knew that because i didn't get to see their face i never heard their voice couldn't tell their build because they were wearing super baggy clothes like there was nothing to go off of aside from where we were and at the time um there was a lot of controversy over those rape kits like they were never used like if you didn't have a a description you were shit out of luck so I I knew there was nothing that could be done so I was just like well I'm still gonna call myself a virgin and I just kept walking home well I mean I knew who raped me and I didn't say anything so
0: I my I can have this soapbox because I handled it that way also Mm -hmm. and because I handle it that way I know how wrong it is to handle it that way also, I didn't have support and someone I could tell. I didn't have a mom that I could go home and talk to. Where well, you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you did. but Still do. Still do. Yeah, I'm still here. I, I'm still the mom. I'm still here. So it always makes <laughs> me sad when I hear things about things that happened to you guys when you were younger that you didn't talk to me about because I felt like I was always there. But I also process my rape the same way you're I well – Similarly, I didn't say anything, but as a mom, I would say, yes, there are things you can do. You can find out from the police because now they're like, I was dragged to the middle of the woods in Vermont off of a dirt road. Mm-hmm. There were no cameras, <laughs> but now I mean, like, are there cameras there? Where
1: did this happen? Can the police- There wasn't cameras. It was neighborhood, like no cameras no one nearby because it was a bigger neighborhood. Like the houses were farther apart. Like no one was around. No one saw, no one heard. Like the
0: other thing is the rape kit. I would still have asked to have had it done Mm -hmm. as far as you being swabbed only because maybe nothing would have happened at that point. But if the DNA had been entered into the database, if it had ever come up again, It would have, even if the same situation happened where there's nothing that ties the two cases together except for the DNA, eventually it would have strung things together so that at some point when that DNA, he would get caught through a DNA swab. So you're correct in saying that maybe nothing would have happened then except that it would have logged the incident. And the, the reason that can be helpful, and the same thing for me, I mean, I knew who, who my person was. It was a date rape. But, and I felt like because he got caught on other charges and went to jail anyway, like, what, what was the difference? He was doing all kinds of bad shit. So he was mm-hmm. in jail. Well, because it could have helped someone else later on. It would have changed nothing about my situation at all, but it could have helped somebody else down the line. hmm I mean, and that's the only thing with your situation too, is that you have a mom that's kind of like a piranha and I would have (laughs) demanded, you know, a rape kit that at least the DNA would have been on file. There would have been a report and a DNA sample, period. That's it. That's all that could have been done.
1: Right. Well, I also didn't want to go through all that. Yeah. That's huge. I feel like it was nothing. That's huge. Because like, it, it is big, and, like, I, I remember when I was in elementary school, I showed up with a black eye, and you're just like, what happened? Like, I had accidentally been punched in the face, but it left a black eye, and, like, it was a big, huge ordeal, and I had to go and talk to the principal, and there was policemen there, and, like, it was terrifying, and I, like, nothing happened from it, and I didn't want another big, terrifying, stort, scary thing to happen, and then nothing changed, So, like, I just kept going. And, like. It's true. It is a big, scary thing. It is.
0: Just like, I mean, I would handle it the same. And not because I'm trying to make it a big, scary thing. But because as a parent, my job is to be your advocate and to follow Mm -hmm. through and make sure. Not only that, what I'm teaching you is to find your voice finding your
1: voice
0: yes finding your voice is a big scary thing and while you ha- when you have a parent who is your advocate i'm am I'm, I'm your voice when you're afraid but you are correct that you still have to go through it and it is a big scary thing and maybe nothing comes of it except a report and a dna sample that matches nothing that is correct and that's shit but mm-hmm. It's what's setting it up for other girls down the road. And so for anyone out there whose experiences are talking to about it, yes, it is a big, scary, terrible thing. And I'm sorry about that. But if you have someone, even a friend or a teacher, if there's someone out there, look at all of these, all of these rape testimonies that come forward where someone is a political figure or a famous person. Who's kind of gotten away with a lot because of their status, right? And then finally, one person comes forward and says, "You know what? Wait, Enough's time enough. Time out. Time out. This is what happened to me." And then ten other women come forward. Those were all silent. They were silent through the whole process. So it is a big, scary, terrible thing. But at some point, you—if it's affecting your life enough—you want it to be enough. You want that to you. You want to stick up for yourself. So I know, yes, you have your voice now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would just advocate that if there's anyone that people can talk to that can help be the voice and hold your hand while you're going through the big scary thing. Because I was still there through the whole black eye situation. Mm-hmm. Right? That's because true. I was there with you, I was protecting you, I was advocating for you. You were not alone. And if you have that situation, you know, speak. And it's hard when you're 15 and you're afraid and you're that whole thing and you don't want to go to mm-hmm. So where did the bisexuality come in? Let's do a total
1: shift. Oh, okay. Was that because of so, the rape or because of curiosity? I'm, I could have been. Oh, no. That's, that's just because I find girls more attractive than guys. Okay. Like, I get hot for girls. um. Sister, so that, I realized, I, hmm? I said, amen, sister, girls are hot. Hell yeah, they are. So I noticed I wasn't straight in middle school when I realized I had more crushes on girls than I did guys. That can be scary. Well, I was kind of just like, <laughs> jokes on the guys. I got to watch the girls change. Because, you know, PT. Like, I thought it was funny. I was just like, they don't know I like girls. <laughs> Keep bra. But, like, you know, I, I was never weird about it. Like, if people asked, I'd be like, no, I'm bi. And then all the other bi girls would be like, hey, same, join the party. While we're standing there in our bra and underwear and I'll be like, oh, I have been. Like, I I would joke about it. I remember when I told you, I was terrified. Because, you know, I knew Dad wouldn't accept it, and I wasn't sure if you would. So I, like, went into your bathroom while you were getting ready. You were butt naked, like always. And, like, I just... I just sat on the counter and was just like, Mom, I need to talk to you about something. Like, I ended up crying while telling you. And like, you set down your makeup and turned to me after. I was just like, I like girls and guys. And you turned to me and you were just like, I don't care who you date. I don't care who you get married to. I care about if they make you happy or not. So as long as you date someone who's a good person and makes you happy, then I'm cool with it. And then we hugged, and I was just like, oh, thanks, <laughs> Mom. I did something right, everybody. Woo.
0: So, like, nice. I mean, you knew your, you knew Dad wouldn't, that there's no way he would be accepting
1: of Oh, I, I still haven't told him. Like, no. he knows.
0: Really? How do you know he knows?
1: <laughs> so, I had a girlfriend in high school, and some of the... LDS kid saw me making out with her in the hallway. Okay. So they told their parents that I was making out with a girl in the school hallway. And their parents told dad. Okay. And dad told the bishop and then took me to go see the bishop. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. I don't know if
0: I just... I don't thought remember it Because I don't care or if I... I don't think I... So you were raised LDS by your dad. Well. Yes. And not by me. Nope. So LDS is Mormon for anybody who's wondering and doesn't know. So anytime you're raised in a strict religion that has a whole bunch of other, there's a whole bunch of other baggage associated to that. So Mm -hmm. he took you to the bishop and you had to talk to the bishop. And what? how did that go? Uh,
1: The bishop was just like, so I've heard from, Multiple brothers and sisters that you have been having relationships with females, you do know this is against the Bible. I'm just like, Yeah, I know, but you do know after seeing me for a couple other different things that by this point I am not really into the whole church thing, I'm just here for my dad. So, can we just shake hands and with prayer and keep going? I'll probably see you in a few more weeks for something else. (laughs) like this bishop had already had me brought in by my dad for a couple other things at this point so he was just like i want you to be happy and i'm just like i am happy with this girl i'm dating i'm happier with her than i've ever been with any man and i'm not gonna date someone just to satisfy my dad i'm gonna date someone to satisfy me like i told that to the bishop And he was just like, Alana, just do what's best for you. And like, he gave me some religious motivation and told me that if I ever do like want to rejoin the church, he like, I know where I can go. And I'm just like, yeah, I know. That's why I don't talk to you. (laughs) And like, we shook hands. What's funny is, Dad always took me on a Tuesday, which the guy I was dating had activities at the church on Tuesdays. Okay, wait, so you're dating so, a guy from the church also? Well, no, like for the other things, not for oh. the being with a girl, but when I was brought in for everything else, I was dating a guy at the time, and his activities were on Tuesdays. Okay. Okay. So he would ditch his activities. I would get out of my meeting and we would just hang out instead of doing what we were supposed to. Okay. But like that I thought that was funny. Jokes on dad. But
0: so you knew you were attracted to both men and women. There was no big mm-hmm. deal. I high-fived you pretty you much. Stuck, you stuck up for yourself at the church. Your dad could go mm-hmm. could feel like he was doing
1: what he needed to do um yeah nothing's changed though
0: okay so I'm gonna ask you a question because like as your mom and someone who doesn't necessarily understand if you're with one do you miss the other
1: I mean sometimes like there's Not so much when I'm with a girl. It's more when I'm with a guy, I'll miss having a girl. Like, I miss playing with boobs that aren't mine. And, like, can't really do that with
0: a guy. Really? I would have thought the opposite because a penis is a pretty big deal. (laughs) Or so you'd hope. (laughs) That's why strap-ons are a thing. I know that. And I understand all of that. I'm not not a prude when it comes to sex toys. I totally get all that stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bucket under my bed. It's, uh, there's, there's, there's nothing. I in me. Yeah. I know you guys all know. We've all gotten into it. <laughs> Shit. Um, um, so I get that, but I, like you said, when you're with a guy, you can't replace the boob thing when you're with a girl. I know you can replace the penis, but it's not the it's same, not the same. And men no. smell different and feel different. And Hmm. Oh so, girls. I
1: mean, okay. So you definitely uh, See, I probably gonna I prefer I prefer girls to guys. Got it. I just am not really good when it comes to dating girls. I'm better at dating guys cuz that's like what I was conditioned to do.
0: Why would dad. dating them be any
1: different? Oh man. Girls are a lot different than guys
0: emotionally like, is it harder to find someone or to know if they're interested i can never
1: tell when a girl is gay or if they're interested in me at all like i i have no gaydar which as a gay person it is very hard to date someone who is also gay when you don't have a gaydar
0: Okay, so See, I'm I'm not asking to be an asshole. I'm asking because I really don't. Oh know. no, I know. Why, why would it be I, harder? Like you just you like a girl.
1: I I've been never approached find...
0: by women. I'm not, but I'm not interested. And I think that that would be really hard to put yourself out there when you don't know. Because mm-hmm. with a guy, I mean, my chances of if I'm a woman attracted to men, and I am anywhere, one, it's easier to tell when men are gay. And for the percentage that you can't, it's like no big deal. There's, it's no uh-huh. big deal at all. If I were single and I hit on a man who was gay and I didn't know, I didn't realize it, we'd probably hug and go, you know, hang out together. We It would be no issue at all. But for you in that situation, the opposite, it might be different because I've been approached by women and it is uncomfortable. I, exactly. I don't want to be the awkward one. Got it. So it's harder. So if you had your choice, you would choose a long-term a relationship girls. with a woman. Okay. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about having kids?
1: Uh, there's always artificial insemination and adoption. Well, I know you were raised. I mean, we have 18 kids, and clearly well, I got yeah.
0: them. I, well, I mean, yeah, I know that you're, my kids are very raised. You should have been raised very open as far as you can. Right. See, fan, you can create a family from anywhere. But, I mean, you're totally – do you want to be pregnant?
1: I would love to be pregnant. Okay. So there's artificial insemination. And then I get to pick what the guy looks like.
0: I know. Uh, one of my best friends is a lesbian. She's amazing. Um, I love her. She has a son who's 19, and we talked about she, – she said she – Hey, I just had to go get turkey basted. It took four times, you know, (laughs) because it was so important for her to have kids and she wanted to be pregnant. And so that was Mm -hmm. the route. Like there was not even a question of whether or not. And like I said, I don't give a shit how you do. It doesn't matter to me, but if you, yeah, artificial insemination, yeah, you can do that, but that's, it's a more difficult process on your body and to go through and it's more expensive than just having sex with a dude and getting pregnant.
1: So it's a a process. See, depending on like who I'm with, they would also be open to like let's just have a threesome and see which one of us gets pregnant. Oh, like you both get pregnant by the same guy. That that would be funny. Like I would find that entertaining, but like that's the purse of loving both you find other people that love both and like i'll admit i've had threesomes with guys and girls they're just as fun either way for me because i like both right so like i'll be in a relationship with someone who's just like i want to do more i want to include a girl and i'll be like i'll help find them like, I miss playing with boobs that aren't mine. I'll help find them. I'm like, we'll do that. It'll be, a, like, a great night, and then we'll continue, like, in our monogamous way. Except so not very monogamous. Well, in my mind, that's
0: great in theory. But I know that there are situations where I know a couple that's been together for over 20 years, married for 13, but known each other and been dating for like 20 years. And Mm -hmm. in college and in the beginning, that was a really common thing in their relationship. And they were able to be able to hit the point where they were done, whether it was like a initial thing that was fun and you kind of got it out of your system. I mean, it's no different than how heavy people drink in college or that you're trying maybe drugs that you hadn't tried before and didn't try later. You know, you tend to want to experiment at some point in your life with all Mm -hmm. these things that don't end up... It's not a long-term thing that you do. It's something that you try. So I know that it's possible to have that in a relationship and then decide at some point, that's done Mm -hmm. and move on and stay monogamous and you don't really miss it. It was just fun while it lasted. I also know for people that need more of that on an ongoing, it can create a lot of strain on a relationship.
1: Yeah. You just have to find someone who matches you with that. I also know that generations
0: now are more polyamorous than mine. Yes. Yes. So, and as far as the, you know, bring a guy on board and see if you get pregnant type thing, it would have to be that. I would almost rather have, from a legal standpoint, I'm getting all logical. Like, sure, it's fun. But from a legal standpoint, the sperm bank would make me more comfortable. Because you right. have, you have this guy who could potentially get both if you're pregnant, who says, oh yeah, it's all cool. But that creates a lot of friction. Then you have this dad that may or may not be involved. The sperm bank is a very clear cut. This is what I did because I really wanted to have kids and having you was important. And this is the information I have and I don't regret it. But when you're like, yeah, well we, we wanted to have kids and he said he was on board, but then he didn't want to be involved. You're, it's just a whole other shit show that you could be opening up. Right. So I like the cut and dry legality. The sperm bank. But, I, get, I mean, like, you can decide to do whatever you want. You're an adult, you know, if you decide to go another True. route. But, yes, I like I like having the paper trail all taken care of. And maybe that's because of foster care and adoption and stuff like that where um,
1: – It's
0: nice to have everything done. And the expectations set. I mean, you can look at this guy and say, yeah, I want to have a baby with you. I think we make great kids. I really like who you are and your personality. You don't have to be involved, but that's a, that's got a, there's an emotional connection and the sperm bank removes that. So I would love to hear people's input on that, but however you end up deciding, um, Mm -hmm. interesting.
1: Well, that's also, if I end up with a girl, like, I don't know what I'm going to end up, who I'm going to end up with right now. Would you feel like if you ended up with a
0: man that it was because that was easier? Do you think you'd ever have a question in your mind of what if there was someone out there, a woman? Who was a better fit? Yeah, or you'd be happier in the relationship. Do you feel like if you were a man, you'd always be miss- feel like you're missing something?
1: I don't think I'd be missing something. Like... Because I do swing both ways. Like, I'd be happy if I ended up with a guy, but I'd also be happy if I ended up with a girl. I'm more attracted to girls and I prefer them over guys, but that that doesn't mean that I won't end up with a guy. Like, there's still a chance of that. So it's just whoever I find that is my person that I click with and wouldn't mind spending the rest of my life with. Whether that's a guy or girl, I don't care. Okay, so there's no, there's no permission.
0: You don't worry about missing something either because you say you're more attracted to women. So that's just like, if it was the right fit with a man, that would be, that would be, you wouldn't, it would be no big deal. Yeah. Okay, like as a mom, I'm asking questions because I want to know, but also I'm like thinking, I want to make sure if you have a wedding or a long-term relationship with a man, that That I'll be be happy. I, that, that, that would be my concern as your mom. Would you be happy? Because I would rather... I would. I, I, I want you guys to just all be true to yourself. I mean, your brother, mm-hmm. one of your brothers came out and he, he made a big deal about it.
1: Right. Yeah, um, I, I know.
0: Yeah, asexual, right? Having no interest.
1: There's nothing wrong with that.
0: I was like, when it happened and he's like, are you ready for it? One, I was not surprised. Because I'm not that dumb. Me either. Two, why was it such a big deal? So maybe I think the-
1: Maybe it was a big deal for him.
0: Right. Maybe he needed to come out and have that whole process. That was just him processing the whole situation. Because I was like, why is Why are we having this big coming out thing? Why is it a thing? Well, I, I mean, I don't care. Not in the sense I don't care about you. In the sense that I don't care that that's how you feel. It didn't need to be this whole big- public
1: you know what I mean it didn't need to be but it needed to be for him
0: and if that's the case then that's awesome I'm super glad that he did it and I, I hope it made him feel better I think maybe people feel like others think that there's something wrong with you um, for me it's like I want you to figure yourself out and I want you to be happy and I as long as you're not doing anything mm-hmm illegal or immoral i i don't give a shit and immoral is kind of loose you know that's a loose terminology at this point but you know as long as everyone's on the same page no one's getting hurt there's nothing illegal i don't i don't shit what your sexual preference is even if it's that you're really just not interested in sex at all with anyone
1: cool okay yeah there's nothing wrong with that and
0: he made a comment like sorry mom no grandkids for me I may have had I don't care. kids. I don't care. I don't care. And it's not that, again, a couple of your siblings have said they don't want to have kids. And that may change. But I'm like, if you don't want to have them, my best friend from college, who I love to death, when I was pregnant with Gabby, so we're talking like 19 years ago, told Jeez. me I don't want to have kids. I was pregnant with Gabby. And, you know... I Casey was there. Corey was like, I had, there were a lot of you in the house already. And I was doing foster care and it was, that would be my sixth pregnancy. It was hectic. I mean, it was fun. And I was like, if you don't want to have them, don't have them. You don't need to make excuses to anybody. Right. You don't. About your sexuality or your preference to have kids or not have, like you You do not need to explain it in a way that makes everyone else okay with it. You just need to be okay with it and decide that. So, okay. So what do we've talked a lot about the respect issue, which I think is huge in a relationship period. Mm -hmm. What else for you makes a healthy sexual relationship now that you've done things to get past some of your trauma?
1: Oh, communication. You have to know what the other person wants. You have to be able to read their body and know what they like, what feels good. Like, talk about stuff you do want to try together, and like, what you will never try in a million years. Like, you talk a lot about boundaries and what's okay, what's not. Just communication. And making sure that the other person knows as much about what you prefer as you know about how much they prefer. Like, just balance it. And then you each have to put in the same amount of work. I mean, no pillow princess is allowed. Unless it's me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it takes more work for the woman. At least in my gaze, my I'm like dude, your orgasm is almost a hundred percent guaranteed, but mine is not like, or mine is going to take more effort. So I always felt like if the mm-hmm. focus could be, and again, I'm only with men, but if the focus can be mostly on me orgasming, you're going to, you're all your, I'm going to do everything I can to make it mind blowing for you. But if the focus can be on my orgasm, Yours is going to happen, and I'm going to make sure it's awesome. But that's not being a pillow princess. That's taking, like, that's an effort issue. Okay, if it takes me 20 minutes in a jacket. Right. And it takes you five in a feather. Like, maybe jackhammer for 15 minutes before you <laughs> Like, you you got to. And, again, that's communication. But right, uh, it's all communication.
1: That's what's nice about being with a girl. They have to map it. Oh, mom, they have the map.
0: Now, I've heard this. I've heard this, but I don't want to use the map on anyone.
1: See, I have the map because, you know, I was born with it. Right. But so are all the other females. I understand so that. So I know they have a map.
0: And I worked but with actually, who said that. Jen, you should try it this way because we all have the map. And I was like, oh, good point.
1: They all have the map, but but... Not everyone knows how to read a map. <laughs> Even the girls. <laughs> Even the girls don't know how to read a map. But they have it.
0: Do you feel like women are all different in the in I mean I think some things work for the masses. And then other things
1: not so much. Like we're all a little different. There's like what our preferences are everyone has different preferences some like lighter touch some like a little bit rougher but like it's generally you follow the same you you follow the alphabet and you motion come here and that typically tends to work for everyone it's just lighter touches long pauses like small preferences
0: right I but you can do almost
1: ever. the same thing with everyone, at, at least from my experience.
0: All right. Well, that was a lot of information in our two generations. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Oh, I'm not surprised by I any I can talk of about that. girls all day. Well, I mean, this is, <laughs> we're about ready to wrap up the podcast, but you can talk about it off the podcast, but I think it's great that you... I, I'm. So, I feel bad that you were nervous talking to me about it. I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that I handled it like I thought I would have handled it, which is like. Well,
1: I was scared to tell you because I knew what Dad's reaction was going to be, and I didn't know what yours was going to be. That Dad was predictable. You weren't. It's so funny to me
0: hearing you guys say things like that, and because I feel like I've always been so low key and open that the fact that I mean. Your brother thinking I was going to react at all to being asexual. Asexual, yeah, no. Like, uh, what? What do you think my reaction is going to be? Or uh, I've always been. Yeah, I am a heterosexual monogamous woman, but I'm also super cool. Cool, but I'm also super comfortable with anything else. I've tried to be with you guys anyway. Yeah. So I'm glad you said something. And I'm glad that we can have an open conversation. And I hope this sparks other conversations between other people and we get feedback because everyone is different uh, in how they get over their trauma, how their sexual mm-hmm. relationship with themselves started and how they kind of, even if it was a good situation, especially for women, there's a lot of stuff to figure out. Sexuality is not the most easy to route. out.
1: It's not always straight. No, ha ha, ha ha! ha, That's a funny comment. <laughs>
0: Would you like to leave with any words of wisdom? Be funny, can we? Okay.
1: <laughs> any Anything else? I've added lots of words of wisdom. <coughs> Just be safe and have fun. Use loop.
0: Oh, the amen, but I taught you guys that, too. <laughs> Use condoms and use That's lube. true. Everyone, come on.
1: Uh, I'm gonna steal happen. something from your book. Never drink lemonade after a blowjob. Thank you. That was great advice, don't you think? It, it was, and I put it to the test. You were you're, right.
0: You're so dumb. I mean, I get. That's like saying this milk <laughs> smells bad, so you smell it. <laughs> you gotta confirm it. No, you, you don't have to Confirm it. You do not have to confirm it. Test. Test the hypothesis okay, well, I'm glad that you did, and I was right. I mean, I didn't retest <laughs> that hypothesis ever. But, yes, be safe and have fun. And I think stay true to you and find people that you can talk to about the trauma, about the sexual preferences, about about any of it or all of it. Just find somebody you feel safe to talk to about it and um, get through the traumas. However, mm-hmm. and you and I did, them, did that completely in completely different ways, but both worked. Thank you for joining us today on our adventure. We love engaging with all of you. So comment or get in touch.
1: I'm glad you were willing to bear it all with us today. We look forward to hearing from you.